welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's as usual. It's it's great. I f- I feel like today I have a little more energy. Right, like a, a weight lifted off your shoulder after this. Yeah, after <laughs> after two hours sleep and sixteen shots of have Cuban, Cuban coffee. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We're all we're all on the Mario Cristobal uh, diet these days, which means as little <laughs> sleep as possible and as much coffee as possible. Um, a lot has changed <laughs> since the last time we talked at, at the University of Miami. Uh, last week we went deep on the uh, AD slash coaching search. Um, mm-hmm. We were recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, yesterday was Mario Cristobal's introductory press conference. Things obviously kind of moved slowly and then all at once on Monday. Uh, Manny Diaz fired in the morning, Mario Cristobal uh, hired a couple hours later. Um, obviously, we kind of knew that the the pieces were going to kind of fall, the dominoes were going to fall at the same time, and uh, they did, and now Miami is uh, very firmly, it feels like, you know, and they obviously it feels like this kind of anytime there's a new coach, but, you know, I was here when Manny Diaz got hired, obviously, we were talking, this is your sixth different coach, right, that you're going to have covered at Miami, is that the number we decided was correct? That's it. And, and, and it's a 10 year contract. So I would say sixth and last, hopefully last, unless something goes terribly yeah. wrong. Um, but it is every coach that gets hired feels like a new era. Um, you know, obviously I'm sure Mark Rick probably kind of felt sort of similar ish when he came back uh, to right. coach Miami, but this one definitely, you know, it felt different than when Manny was getting hired. It felt like, you know, that, that kind of made sense. It was kind of, they were trying to keep the continuity from the Rick era to the Manny era, but you know, being at the press conference yesterday, um, hundreds of people, I think, was the number we decided on. And you wrote yep. uh, there lots of former players, um, you know, a couple of current players, including Tyler Van Dyke. Um, definitely a lot of like Miami luminaries um, afoot and uh, coaches from all the different athletic, you know, from all the different teams. Uh, it, it felt different. It felt like Miami is kind of firmly moving into a new era. Um, obviously a lot of the talk has been about the, like the, the money they're going to spend here and spending $8 million a year on Mario Cristobal is unlike anything they've ever done, but, um, you could just kind of feel whether it's Mario's personality, whether it's that very public, uh, commitment they're making to, to spend more money to be good at football, whether it's just Mario's track record for Morgan, it did feel yesterday, like, uh, the start of a new era at Miami. Oh, absolutely. It really feels like the start of a new era to me at every, you know, with every, every coach coach feels a little bit. It does. It feels that way. You know, it feels a lot like that. Every coach, but it's just, this one was, this one felt definitely more intense and more hopeful, you know, like the the last one, Manny Diaz was hopeful too, because you didn't really know. Yeah. It was the local kid, you know, who had dreamed of whatever, you know, makes it whatever. But this right. Mario coming home um, is is big stuff. I mean, he's he's. I mean, and and the, 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 this was huge nationally. This yes. story has been just right. It just took a life of its own. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh... Obviously, a crazy week for college football coaching searches last week, where you know 
LSU, or I think, I guess USC was the first. USC hires Lincoln Riley. LSU hires Brian Kelly. Notre Dame promotes Marcus Freeman. Uh, Oklahoma hires Brent Venables. Um, And really the Oklahoma one was the only, only other search to kind of reach this point where it was like, felt like there were updates every day. People tracking Brent Venables, uh, the planes going in and out. Uh, Miami's, because it's Miami, obviously, and um, people love Miami and people hate Miami. And uh, because it's been so long since Miami has, yeah, other than like, I feel like anytime we talk about this, we have to mention that Mark Rick was a big splashy hire. Um, it had been a long time since Miami had kind of made a move like this uh, and just how long and how drawn out it was and, and how poorly they treated Manny Diaz throughout the whole thing. Um, it definitely became a national story and, you know, it's not, not every day a new college football powerhouse seems to to blossom and obviously Miami is a long way to go to that but um, the idea that they are going you know the fact they're spending eight million dollars a year on Mario Cristobal and and Barry Jackson's reporting him an eight million dollar budget to hire assistant coaches which is even higher than Clemson has like those are all the signs of a a program that are obviously it's obviously getting serious about winning and wants to be in the, the the playoff picture every year and Miami's got to get there but it did kind of feel that the last week, you know, it was a, we've all written it from different kind of perspectives here in the last couple of days. It's like a changing of the guard for, for Miami's athletic department. And, and just for the idea of them trying to get back to, to where they once were. I thought Mario Cristobal kind of put it well yesterday, actually, when he was, you know, he's, he was here when it, when it worked and you could just, um, I don't remember his exact quote, but, you know, basically talking about, you know, he was, he was here when they were the little scrappy private school underdog that was trying to compete with all these big public schools. Oh, and they did it. Yeah. And they did it. And it, but it was a totally different era. He knows that what Miami was trying wasn't going to keep working and now they're, they're trying something different. Yeah. And that's what kind of, when I asked my question, I said the same thing. Yeah. Well, I said, you know, I, um, it's a, it is a different era, uh, when he played and when he coached at Miami and social media and the, the way that is, you know, affects recruits now. Yeah, and there, there's no, there's no secrets. There's no secrets. It's how Miami won back in the day. Exactly. It's made the world a lot smaller. You can see everything. We've talked about that. And um, so I said to Mario, what, you know, what then knowing that, that it's a hell of a lot different from when you were here, what what makes you know you know that you you know that you can that um can do it that you know you can still win championships or whatever i didn't say win championships but that you could get it done and he said well well you know i'll put it to you this way what reason is there not for us to be able to get it done and then he said all this stuff about the fertile recruiting best recruits in the country and you know, and and that's when when he said, "Listen, we did it back then with a lot less." Uh, right. You know, we could we could we could do it now, and he uh, he really believes it. And you know, I was on a on NPR or WLRN this morning talking, and they and the the host asked me, um, "Do I get an idea of how you know the fans are so impatient here? How many, you know." how long they, they, the expectations are okay for Miami to win championships. And I said, you know, 
<laughs> he was just hired yesterday, but um, I'm not, or, or he was just introduced yesterday. I'm not, uh, I, I can't say for sure what they're thinking, but I'm thinking, I mean, I, I'm not expecting a national championship in one year, but I said that the, the way you got to start is with an ACC title. Yeah. You have been in the ACC since 2004, I think. They've been competing there, and they've they've yet to win the ACC. They were in the one game, and uh, 2017 lost to Clemson, got embarrassed by Clemson. Um, I think I said there's no reason, in my opinion, for Miami not to be in the ACC title game next year. Yeah. That's what you think. Oh, 100%, especially. So the, the difference that's going to be here is Mario's coming with Definitely a better track record than anyone they've hired other than Mark Richt uh, since, I don't even, since Butch. Like, uh, who's the last coach they hired with this kind of track record? Like, you know, way back. Um, but he's also, you know, the one of the big topics yesterday and over the last couple of weeks is it's the money side of things. And that's how you win in college football, obviously. Um, and, you know, Manny Diaz and Mark Richt and Randy Shannon and, and Al Golden, and they all had their flaws, but they were also set up to fail because Miami was wanted to think it was a powerhouse program, even though it wasn't doing anything to act like a powerhouse program. It wasn't spending big money on, on coaches. The, the coaching staffs were, uh, you know, the like behind the scenes staffs were smaller. The recruiting budget was nothing like these SEC schools. Um now they're actually if they're actually going to do all this and you know all the reason we have all these reasons to think they are like Mario's got no excuse not to become the class of the coastal like Miami Miami always should have been the class of the coastal even when they weren't committing like this just because right. you know, they have those natural advantages of of the local talent and um, you know on, from a budget standpoint they were competing you know they're they're on par with or probably even better than than a lot of those coastal teams. Um, but at the same time, they were behaving – Miami was always behaving much more like an ACC school than they were a SEC school. Now they're, they're behaving something like something closer to an SEC school, it sounds like. And um, with that is, you know, the expectation for SEC-type results, and that's going to mean, you know, if he doesn't make the Coastal in the first year, is he going to get fired? No, and he's got more leeway than a lot of these coaches they've had in a long time because he's got a 10-year contract. You can't just fire a guy two years into that unless it, like, goes really really poorly but no, um, i don't think so yeah I mean, it would have to be like off the field stuff but at the, same time, exactly. the expectation has to be has to be high because miami is you know he it was one of the first questions he got asked yesterday is how much does like the investment of resources uh how much did that play in your decision and he said that's like a huge piece that he was never going to come right. not um and but he's got to deliver, right? Miami is making a huge investment in him. They've got in, he's got to repay the investment basically. Yeah. He knows it. hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we saw, I, I went out to Miami central practice uh, right after we, we were writing. So I don't know. I was there with you guys till like three 30 headed up to Miami central practice. I get there. He's still in his suit and uh, out on the sideline with like seven other coaches. He made three recruiting stops across South Florida yesterday uh, going from Wesley to Saint at Central, going to uh, Nigelie Kelly up at Dillard in Fort Lauderdale, and um, Earl Little Jr. at American Heritage and Plantation. And as, as anyone who uh, has to commute around South Florida knows, yeah, that's that's a frustrating drive, right? That's that's not a that takes a lot of energy, and uh, 
He has not slept a lot since he's gotten that job and he's gotten right to work. So he's, he's clearly, you know, we're, I don't know, 48 hours into the Mark, the Mario Cristobal era. And right. it's a, it's an A so far, but the, the first 48 hours are the easiest 48 hours to nail really. What's the situation with Earl Little? Can you get Earl Little? He's just trying. And I know most, you know, there were, there were some hard feelings there. I think with Manny Diaz that were preventing it from ever being, he was yeah, never going to come if Manny was there, but you know, it's, right. it's open. And I think he's got a chance to, to get him because Earl had not like for a while, I think it looked like it was not going to be Alabama for sure, but it had kind of trended away from that. So he's, he's back open. And I, I think he's going to be assigned a guy who waits to sign until February. So my, and I, I think, him. and I know, I know Earl senior. So. I'm, I'm, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a true, true blue cane. Yeah. Green and orange cane. So orange and green, sorry. They get mad when you say green and orange. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what was it like, by the way, with, with him and his, his uh, suit and everything? Uh, it- yeah, I got there toward the end of practice. So they've probably been there for a little while already. Yeah, I get there and he's talk he's he's talking with Roland Smith, who's you know, probably the best coach in South Florida, is gonna probably win his uh like eighth state championship or a six state he's he's got a lot of state championships. He's gonna probably win another one here in a couple of weeks. Um so you know, he was talking to him, he had all the coaches out there, you know, T Rob and D V D were watching and Ish were watching the defense, Stephen Field and Cooney and uh Ed Pat were watching the offense. Uh Alex Mirabal, who I did not recognize at first because I'd never met him, uh, was out there also. So I guess he's the offensive line coach, even though they haven't announced it yet. Uh, it's been right. reported. Um, you know, you could you could feel the energy, I think, from, you know, Miami Central. That, that's Kane's territory, right? Roland Smith played at Miami. Miami always recruits Miami Central well. Um, right. You know, they've got kids, you know, uh, Lawrence Seymour, obviously, Navon Donaldson. Um yeah, they've always got kids from Miami Central, so that's always Miami territory a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you you can feel the energy, and you know, I know Roland Smith and and guys over there like Manny Diaz, right? Guys were committing to Manny Diaz when he was the coach. Um, I think if you know <laughs> Manny Diaz got Wesley Besaints to commit uh, on uh, Saturday, even though everyone knew he was about to get fired. Um, but you could, I mean, you could feel that energy, right? It's the new coach thing. It it's he, and he's a splashy hire. Like I said, in a way, they haven't made a splashy hire other than really Mark Richt in a long time. And this is even splashier than Mark Richt because they stole him away from oh, yeah. you know, oh, Mark Richt yeah. was unemployed when Miami hired him. Yeah, George had fired Mark Richt, yeah. and he was a little older. And- yeah, he was older. I, I don't think anyone thought he Not- was coming to be the coach for 15 years, right? They thought he was coming to kind of guide the program, you know, get him on track, guide him into a new era, obviously – he had health issues, but Mario, what he's 51. Yes. Like if all goes well, he could coach for Miami for 20 years, basically. Right. Like that's not the realm of possibility. We don't know that. We don't know the details of the, um, you know, of the contract. If like every year it extends like in Oregon, every year it would extend automatically for another year. So it was, it would always be like perpetual 10 year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah. So, uh, so is it, do they, David, do those guys usually go out in mass like that with that many? Um, some, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, in-home visit season, right? So guys go, um, 
locally they all go at once yeah so well the thing is the in-home season which is basically like the it's the day after the regular season so what was it the 28th this year i think november 28th through like this friday the week before uh early signing day um, right which most schools are done with their season by then right so it's only a couple teams that are still playing in the playoffs where they can like all go out really to like the school like that and just kind of stand on the sideline and kind of take over the whole sideline. Uh, you know, there was a pit coach. There were a couple other coaches there. They're just obviously like massively outnumbered by this, this right. um, like bad timing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not the that they're going one. after the same guys, but still um, it was, so you, you see, cause in homes got, you know, they'll send six coaches in home with a player or whatever. And the circumstances were unique because all everyone had been pulled off the road. So everyone was in Miami Whereas, you know, usually two guys would be in Texas, a guy would be in California, someone would be in Georgia, three guys would be in Dade, someone would maybe go down up to Orlando. So everyone was in one place, but it, it definitely like kind of set the tone, it felt like, where it's like, we are here, we are going to go all in and we want to own South Florida again. And, and yeah, not only that... Um... Yeah. And also, all those guys they had out there, those were like the Miami guys, right? It was... DVD, T-Rob, Field, like, you know, and this not to say that all those guys are going to, Mario's going to keep all those guys around. But, you know, I think everyone they had out there was the Miami guys, the guys who are from South Florida or have big ties to South Florida. Um, that, and, and, weren't and, out and, there and, were the, the guys from elsewhere. And, and uh, Mario, these, these coaches, they're never going to, work as hard as they work for Mario. Now I think they're going to be shocked. Yeah. So that's, that's where I want to go to now next, actually, yeah. because you covered Mario when he was a player. Yeah. No, um, no. Sorry. When he was a coach. Yes. When he was an assistant, I, I definitely, you were, know. you were in South Florida when he was a player, you mm-hmm. were not covering the Canes, but you were around the team. Uh, right. a little bit. And I don't know, were yeah. you covering high schools back then too? Did you know him in high school? I did some high school. No, I, I did. And, and if I did, like when I did high school games, it would be um, Broward. Broward. Okay. So, so you knew him a little bit when he was, you know, you've known him since he was really young. Um, Yeah, I did. I did do a, a, a really, really nice profile, like feature on him that he told me, he told me years ago, his mom had it hanging in their hallway. When he was a player or when he was a coach? I, when he was a player, I did a story on him. Yeah, so you've known him a long time. You know, Louis, but I don't, I, I and, and Louis, I should say his brother, I, I didn't really know him back then. Right. I think, David, I was like, it was like the Herald, we had rotations on, in those days, they had neighbors. Right, yep. And then we had, we had like rotations and they'd send us to the, we call it the broadsheet, you know, it's funny. They could send us to Miami, the big office, and, um, and we would uh, spend a couple weeks doing whatever. And what, right. and I, I think they sent me to do a story. And I thought, that's a cool story. The two brothers that are linemen, you know, for yeah. and it turned out really good and really funny. It was really funny. Good yeah. story. Uh, so that was, um, I think it was like, might have been ni- maybe 1990 or something uh-huh. like yeah. But, so, so what and, I wanted to get to was basically yeah. the idea that, you know, I, I talked to a lot of high school coaches in the last couple of days and yeah, because the thing he's known for is recruiting, right? That is like the one thing, like you, you ask, Hey, you walk up to a random Miami and today yeah. and say, Hey, what do you like about Mario Cristobal? And say, oh, he recruits. I, 
I know um, his personality real well. And, if you're, and yeah. The two things everyone talked about when I, you know, obviously the one reason he recruits South Florida so well is because he's a Miami lifer, right? And has, right. You know, coached at FIU, coached at Miami, recruited Miami at Rutgers, recruited Miami at Alabama. Uh-huh. Uh, and then obviously his personality, uh, which we could get into. And then the other thing with, everyone talks about is work ethic. And it's like the most yes. cliche thing to talk about, right? Oh, this guy works so hard. Um, right. But, but, apparently. That, <laughs> but apparently that's true to you. Like, I don't know, just what's, what's your insight into that? Is that you said guys are going to work harder for him than anyone. Yeah, I mean, I just it about him? Talk, talking to guys that I know real well from back in the day, you know, right. from, the 2001 title team from guys that were coached, but that are offensive linemen right. that was with him. And I mean, you know, uh, Joaquin Gonzalez, who, who I coached as, as a player all through oh, this you didn't coach and I know really well. And Brett Romberg, the same thing on the yeah. 2001 championship team. Um, Those guys were there yesterday. And they're, and they're close with him. Yeah. There's different connections they have in addition to just whatever having played or play for him or yeah um anyway columbus connections stuff like that um he's he's they're never gonna leave like i talked to the they're they they're like he's never he never leaves the building he like and he expects everybody look jessica's wife told me she, he leaves the house at 4 30 in the morning and i i think his expectations are everybody's gonna be like him I, I, you know, and, and then kind of never gets home or whatever. Um, yeah. I, he's a very, very intense, emotional, uh, exuberant when things are bad, he's really bummed out, uh, kind of guy. And you're saying hard work. And yeah, I think they're, they're like, he's going to work the coaches and the players. He said, the players are not kind of know what, not going to know what hit them. Yeah. Brian Monroe said the tough love thing to me, the former punter and, yep. you know, uh, holder or long snapper. I'm trying to remember, but he's, he, um, you know, they, they said that these kids are going to get so, John Beeson, such a dose of heavy duty work ethic. That's yeah. all there that they did not have with Manny. Manny, they're saying, everybody's saying was a player's coach. Um, you know, just more of a kind of a nice guy and kind of went, went along with his, what his players wanted to do and kumbaya and all that. Uh, uh, I don't think Mario, Mario's like a kick-ass kind of guy. Yeah. He, he's not going to, he's not going to coddle. He is yeah. definitely not going to coddle and it's his way or the old cliche highway. I yeah. think that's, that's Mario. Um, but he's very infectious definitely right and yeah. uh he loves the canes and he believes it he breathes it and um so it's it'll be really interesting uh how they deal with i don't know how practices i mean ncaa has has rules but he's he's going to be uh, he's more like a drill sergeant i think he's going to be you know the locker room probably knowing mario is going to have to be like immaculate do you know what i mean yeah take care of everything like the, the, you take care of everything and you're disciplined in everything you do okay no no bs anywhere no no loosening up uh you know 
whereas Manny might have been a little more um, forgiving or not caring, actually, about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. a little nugget I came across. I was reading up on Alex Mirabal the other day, just uh-huh. assuming he's going to get announced here at some point. I found a yeah. story from the Oregonian uh, from a couple of years ago. He's, uh, he's talking about how the, you know, the, those two grew up together, played at Columbus together. Um, and uh, as Mario said, yes. they kind of finish each other's sentences. And the, the, story, the nugget from this story was that Mario uh, one day set his alarm, pulled into the garage at their football complex, complex at, quote, specifically 4.37 a.m. One car was already there. It was Mirabal's. So the next day he set the alarm for 3 a.m. to make sure he could get in there before uh, his oh, that's- good friend. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, it's that's that's it. That's hilarious. Right. Okay. You wonder how much of it is, is you know, some of it is, I'm sure, like shtick and, you know, exaggeration or whatever. But right. um, at the same time, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a, a certain, you know, there is a difference when Mario comes with cachet and Manny didn't. Right. Manny came in and was in a spot where if it didn't go well, he was going to be out in three years. Like, like Al Golden was before him. Like, yeah. You know, like all these guys who've not had a track record have been. And I think from Manny, he was always – and I think he gets a little too much crap for his recruiting because I think, you know, they had a really good recruiting class last year, the year before. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, even I, the year yeah. – even the first I year, agree. that class could have been a mess. He ended up putting it together a pretty good class coming off a bad year. Um, but I think he was kind of – he was always trying to please everyone, right? And I, I think – there's, you know, Manny's, I don't want to say he's like not a genuine guy, but like, it's hard to be like the disciplinarian when you are trying to make sure everyone in South Florida likes you. And I think Mario comes in with, you know, he's kind of at the point where if you don't like him, you respect him. Right. And it's, he's earned that respect, I think, from being successful at Oregon, from being a, a you know, Nick Saban, Nick Saban picked him out as his offensive line coach. Like, He's been a guy who's, you know, he won it at Rutgers as an assistant coach there. He's, he has a track record unlike one that Manny Diaz uh, or really any of, again, anyone but Rick who's come in a long time has had. And I think that lets him, you know, by all accounts, he's always been genuine. He's always been himself, but he can definitely afford to be that right now at Miami at this moment where people are, uh, you know, really i think grateful to have a guy like him here you know there, there are a lot they of people are. probably thought this was never possible and he played oh yeah a lot of people and he played he played people yeah. like i mean i you know it doesn't mean you're not a good coach if you didn't play but he, yeah they like that he was he was a player here um so uh yeah he's not he's not gonna do all the shtick stuff i mean i that i <laughs> The, the student newspaper asked him, I think it was student. Chain. Yeah, it's Cal Friedman, I think, right? From uh, yeah, Cal. Hurricane. Yep, asked. Um, About the turnover chain. Turnover chain, yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was hilarious. His answer, it's like, he really seems, sincere, Mario seems sincere, like sincerely did not know what it was. He was, or he was just a very good BSer. <laughs> he said, I haven't even thought about that. I've never used one or know exactly what it is. I've never used one. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, anything involving the program will always, it will be always addressed with players and staff because you've got to grant everything the respectful due process to figure it out. I've never done it. That's what he said about turnover. Yeah. It's so hilarious. I- Sounds like it's not coming back. 
Oh no, there's no way. So we're we're trying to figure out where the turnover chain goes. I would say it probably goes in the UM Sports Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah. I, I, are the old ones there, like all the? Pre- or maybe yeah. not. Maybe maybe not. Maybe they sell it to to get. That's not a bad. They make it an NFT. I think they've already done that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I don't. The I don't first know. the first one should be in there because that was part of the year where it. It worked, right? And they, they will. And that definitely needs to be in the UM Sports Hall of Fame, the yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right. Oh, definitely. So, was that the 305? What was, I don't even no, remember. The first one was just the U, I think, right? Was that, oh, the U, the U, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, 305 was the second year. Yeah, I like 305. That was yeah, good. That one was good. That was a good one. Um, I, or no, it was the second, I think the second year was the IBIS, actually. And then the third year was no. 305. No. Uh, maybe. No. The I, I was there when the 305 got unveiled. It was in Florida. At Florida. Or against Florida in Orlando, which I think was Manny's first oh. year. So it would have been the third year of the shame. Oh, okay. I, I like that, that one, though. That was a good one. Yeah. The helmet this year didn't, didn't cut it. My helmet wasn't good. It was, you knew. You knew it was down. For the yeah, count, yeah, it was. That was it. Yeah, the last turnout. I think it was uh, Marcus Clark. Did he earn the or was that against Duke? He had an interception. I think you're right. It might have been the Great last game. Well, uh, we'll see the bowl game, right? Someone could still get in the bowl game. Oh my god, and I don't know, man. He's the head coach, I know. Uh, he's not running it. Let's say. Yeah, but they're not, they don't want to cross him. That'll be worth monitoring. We gotta keep an eye on that in, in El Paso. Speaking of which, we're going to El Paso. Yeah, I know. I'm excited actually. I, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. I'm yeah, excited. I like El Paso. Good food, cool mountains. Great. Food. Oh my cool what? Cool mountains, what? Like scenery. Oh, beautiful. Very jaggedy mountains. Really pretty. Uh, right built. It looks like the stadium's built right into the mountains. Yeah. Really nice, right? Right on the border of Mexico. I mean, everybody comes from Mexico and works in these little Mexican, really obviously authentic little tiny uh, restaurants, you know, or yeah. whatever they are. Bar, the bars have great Mexican cantinas. Food. The which? Okay. Cantinas. Cantinas. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's. And the people are so nice. Like always those little places. Yeah. The people are nice, but they're really nice here. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So, so I guess we'll, we'll wrap up a couple more tidbits from the, the man, from Mario's press conference, which won the scoops that I, I guess Jess Simpson's going to coach the bowl game. Um, yep. Rob Likens is going to be the offensive coordinator. Um, yep. uh, Manny Navarro from the athletic reported that, Travars Robinson is going to be the defensive coordinator. None of those things particularly. That makes surprising. sense. Yeah. Um, Simpson was the assistant head coach. Likens was, I think, passing game. I think he might have had a passing game coordinator title. Um, and then, obviously, T-Rob has defensive coordinator experience uh, as recently as last year. Um, Mario Cristobal, kind of cagey about what his role is going to be in the lead-up to the bowl game, right? You asked him about that, like if he's going to be there. He's definitely going to yeah. be there. Um, he didn't, I think he's going to be. But yeah, he has to be. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's, I do think, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know he's going to be there with his family. Uh, the thing is, he doesn't, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to get in the way. This yeah. is, 
hurrah, I mean, less hurrah. And not only that, it's not even, it's not because of that. It's because he doesn't know. It's not, yeah, he's the coach, but this has been a team that's been using a certain system. Right. And been playing well. Yeah. And, you know, with the different coaches that might end up being different. And um, so, uh, oh, he said, he said, uh, he said, I got to step away and let the bowl game and the coaches coach. Yeah. I need to let them coach. So I, and then we said, well, you could sit in the press box. He said, those details will be worked out. Right. I think he'll be there. Yeah. I, I expect him to be there. It'll be interesting to see. They get back to practice, I think, Saturday, right? Is that the day they told us? Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think we'll be there at practice on Saturday. But I doubt it. See uh, how involved he is in practice right away uh, if he's not coaching the bowl game. Like, it's, well, it's I, a chance for him yeah. to evaluate a little bit for him. To- yeah, I think that's what it'll be. I mean, I remember when, when Mark Rick came to practice after he was named coach, he just stood, he stood on this, he stood walking up yeah. and down the tree, tree, just on the background with us, with the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of it'll, be, it'll be a good chance for him to evaluate all the talent he has there and to evaluate the coaches. Cause um, you know, uh, we know Alex Mirabal is coming, which means Garrett justice is, is not staying. It's been kind of open. He's going to, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he follows Lashley to SMU. He'll, he'll land on his feet. Uh, I liked him. Boy, he did, I really very liked good. Him. He, did, he did a really good job this year, I think, too. Um, really good job. That the offensive line got way better as the year went on. Um, I mean, you know, he's he's got a relationship with Stephen Field from when they were at Oregon together. Uh, he recruited Demarcus Van Dyke to Miami. Um, you know, he's obviously got a couple other guys on that staff who are, you know, T. Rob is a very valuable South Florida recruiter and a, is a, you know, obviously very well respected as a DBs coach. You know, Jess Simpson is, a, you know, has been a good, as good a defensive line coach as you'll find probably in the country. Um, so it'll be a good chance, I think, for him to like not just evaluate the players, but evaluate the staff as he's putting it all together. Um, because again, Miami kind of like, I don't want to say, obviously it wasn't going super well or Manny Diaz would still be here, but like they hit on some stuff as the year went on. You know, they, the offense, you know, Manny after the Duke game got asked about, uh, you know, when we all knew Rhett Lashley was leaving, but it wasn't official yet. Uh, right. Just like, what did Lashley do for this offense? Like, well, how can this offense basically still be good without him? And he said, you know, we've got this identity in Miami that, that's working. It's worked now for two years. Um, you know, has worked really well for Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, Mario Cristobal yesterday said, you build around your best players. He called Tyler Van Dyke the best quarterback in the country. Um, so, you know, he's a great recruiter. Because uh, he was at work on the podium, making sure his uh, his star quarterback yeah. stayed. He's like, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna help recruit. And so, uh, so yeah. he's the only, and of course, he's the only guy he named. He he said by yeah. name. So he's got to figure out what this identity of this team is going to be going for. Because again, Mario's you know obviously a great coach, but it's not like he's like the offense. You know, he's not the X's and O's offensive coordinator guy, right? He is a very good well, offensive line coach, obviously. And yeah. a great CEO, but he his responsibility right. is to basically pick out what the identity is to work for this team. Well, I well, I have to say, I, I I I'm I've heard. I mean, I don't know what kind of game day coach he is. Yeah, honestly, I, I haven't been there, and I've had people comment different things. I mean, I, I'd like to see. I mean, on game day, what he's like, and 
you know, because we know he's a great recruiter. We know he's a great worker and a and great offensive line coach. Oh, yeah, an offensive line coach and motivator and knows football. And uh, I'm sure he's a great coach in a million ways. I, I, I have not experienced him on game day. Yeah. As a head he's, he's not, I don't think he's ever been a play caller, right? Like he's, you know, he's, he's got to pick out the guys, right? That it's, yeah, he's got to pick out the guys. And yeah. And um, uh, and also the, the thing about the question that was asked about what kind of offense and defense, and he said uh, multiple, that was really funny. It's like the most cliche answer a new coach can give. Multiple. And very aggressive, I think is his exact quote. Multiple and very aggressive. That's right. So I, who knows? I don't, I have no idea. I, it was fun. The spread or the upbeat tempo, all that, the fast thing, you know, no huddle. That was fun. I, I like for Miami and their receiving. I mean, it works. And there's, you know, Manny Diaz is, I know people, you know, he just, I wouldn't even say he was a failure as a coach. He was fine. He was not up to Miami standard or whatever. Um, but he's not, a, he's a, he's a smart guy and he obviously realized like they figured out the offense. You gotta keep, you gotta keep rolling with that, that spread tempo stuff. I, I think that's part I of think so, but who knows? I, I think know that's part of the reason people were so excited about Lane Kiffin as a possibility because he's similar. Um, right. But Mario can obviously, you know, Joe Brady's name has been out there a lot. Um, yes. Miami Lakes native, who was the offensive coordinator for that LSU national. Championship. I, yeah. The, the whole thing about him. Be, yeah. Exactly, but Joe Burrows. I the the whole thing is about him being Miami Lakes. You know, it just makes you think. Hmm. Everybody always wants to come home, uh, especially. It's, it's the great allure of making Miami great again, right? Oh, for sure. And that you want to come home, especially when Miami's your home, in my opinion. And you and uh, and you want to make make Miami great again. Yeah. Um, any other final takeaways from, from Mario's press conference yesterday? Tyler Van Dyke was there, as we mentioned. Um, a lot of the coaches were there. Those guys all still kind of know they're in limbo. And they're kind of trying out, I think, too, uh, on the trail, right? Man, he's, Mario's taking them out because they're good recruiters, but also he wants to see how they operate. Um, I don't know, just anything else? You could you could definitely feel the excitement. Like, I, I don't. I want to make sure we get that across, right? Like, and and – there's that the there is that piece of genuineness with I don't know if genuineness is a word um, the piece of genuineness with Mario where like he was really fired up during that intro speech right like you yeah, like he he's just talking fast and gets louder and louder um, yep and then he's good one on one you know we we talk as I don't want to you know go too much into private conversations or whatever but as a Miami Herald group we all kind of like went up and said hi to him and. You know, he was talking about the old Miami Herald building and, you know, reading yeah, or whatever he would come into town. So, like, you know, he's like, I don't know, I, I came away impressed, right? Like getting why people yeah. love him. And he's, he definitely, he's, a, he's smooth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he he's, has a lot of charisma. He knows how to play the room. I think the media is important to him and, and he knows it um he's gonna do what he does but he he wants he, he you know he i mean he's gonna do what he does no matter what okay right but he would like to be like everybody else in the world he would like to be liked okay so um yeah i think uh thumbs up right now 
Yeah, Go like ahead. I said, through 48 hours, A plus, but the first 48 hours are the easiest 48 hours. Right. He's got a he's got a nice little honeymoon until uh, he loses to Texas A and M or whatever. And All then... right, just got to keep just got to keep Tyler healthy. That's that's my parting words. Yeah. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, Should we wrap up? Manny Diaz era comes to an end. Um... It's mm-hmm. kind of weird, you know, we, we normally would have probably done a whole episode about him getting fired, and but obviously it all happened, as I said, within like three hours of each other uh, on right. Monday. Um, uh, just final, you guys wrote, I thought, a good, like, I think Barry kept calling it a post-mortem on the, the Manny Diaz era. Um, I don't know, what, what, what were just your kind of final thoughts on, like I said earlier, I, I, I don't think it's fair to call it a failure. Um, no, I mean. I think it- it's. It wasn't to the standard, and also it just, you know, it really seems like he would, if Mario Cristobal said no, he would still be the coach right now. Like it was Mario or yeah. us. They really. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was going to be him, and um, I mean, I, I do feel, I feel bad for him. Yeah, there's I mean, been a lot of talk like, oh, he's making money. Like, why don't feel bad for him? It's part of the business. First of all, I can't ever remember this happening where a coach was like out on the road recruiting and basically every person who he met with was like, so are you going to be the coach in three days? And he had uh, like, it's unusual. It was unusual. The whole thing was unusual. Yes. He's getting $4 million. That's great. I'm never going to make $4 million in my life doing this job. Um, But uh, I was like, but it also sucks. Like you can think it sucks. Like he probably was miserable for the last two weeks. Yeah. One of this job really badly and he doesn't get to have it anymore. And, and it, I mean, it's not like he didn't try. <laughs> right. And, and it also, you know, he, again, it's not like he failed. Like it didn't work. No, the, team, FIU. the team got better. The team got better. And it's not like the university better. was like, you suck. Get out of here. It's like, we've got this guy that we like a lot more than you. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah the team, look at the team got better for sure. Um, and I don't know. I, uh, it just it's just the big picture david was just mediocrity yeah. I, I mean again i say it a lot they lost to fiu the first year he lost a lot of people there it was never some people he's never gonna come yeah back but. yeah he lost to fiu but also just a seven what are they now seven and five right so yeah. seven and six I mean, one year eight wins the next or yeah, sorry i mean seven the first year six and seven well last year there were i think eight, eight and three eight i don't know four i think with the bowl game right no, eight and three, eight and three. 
maybe, I don't know. It was a COVID year, but you know, so I, you know, we, it, it was too much mediocrity in the big picture. And they knew more than anything, they just didn't want to continue like this. They, they wanted this. Mara Cristobal is going to get like the top-notch players. Now he has tons of money. Right. I mean, that that's almost what this feel like. The Manny Diaz era, it's not like it's a turning point for the program. Not because right. it was such a failure that they decided to invest, but in some ways I think they realized like, one, they realized it's not working. And two, they like, I don't know. They realize you they're not super far off if they put in money, right? If you have a right pretty competent coach, you know, halfway competent coach or whatever you want to call Manny Diaz, like you're got the baseline where you're gonna be seven wins every year, six wins every year. Um, and then it's true, you do you are a couple plays away. People could say they're a couple plays away from losing, but I let's face it, if yeah. a kick in, against Virginia doesn't hit the upright and bounce out, okay, that's that's one more. That's eight. And they would have actually, if that happened, they would have won the coastal. They would have won the coastal. Yeah. They would have won the coastal. If, if I don't even want to say his name. I know I feel bad. Yeah. But if it went through, what was it? 32 yards, 33, yeah. whatever. So, I mean, yeah. Manny's a victim of his own mediocrity, but he's also a victim of the program's 20 year media, 20 year cycle of mediocrity. He was the end yeah. of the last, the last straw. He wasn't the worst. He's not worse than Al Golden. Um, it wasn't any worse than Brandy Shannon, like, but he was the last one. And, yeah, Al, and I don't, I want to, I want to cut this short now, but except I do want to say that Al Golden, um, Al Golden was screwed. Listen, by the end, Al Golden was just so, I felt, I felt sorry for him, even though he wasn't, he was, oh my God, I, he was just killed by the media also, yeah. but the thing is, by the fans, I mean, but he got he got screwed, man. That NCAA stuff. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, he got screwed. Start, he didn't know anything about that. Yeah, I, and uh, that was bad. That, that the whole thing was a bad look, and then it just then it was like uh, it went down from there. At least Manny Diaz was always very respectful to us. Yeah, I mean, nice guy, obviously. Um, and he did, you know, I, I think Barry's written it. He. Fix the quarterback room. Their quarterback room is in incredible shape. Um, yeah. Sure era, which, considering what it was when he got there, is a pretty incredible feat. Right. Um, and, you know, recruiting is going to get better when Mario Cristobal comes. But um, they've got a pretty good talent – foundation of talent. The last two classes were pretty good. And they just, like, built up the recruiting office a lot over the last, like, three years. You know, adding more people in that, that room, adding more – you know, basically building around the, you know, DVD, uh, Mike Rumpf. Um, yeah. David Cooney, Ed Pata, like they, they built up this idea of. He made changes. He yeah, tried. He made a lot of changes. He brought the spread. Like, again. Yeah. Was, I, yeah. He'd, he'd still be the coach if Mario wasn't the coach, um, which yep. you know, he'd be on the real, he'd run a really hot seat going into next year. Um, oh God. <laughs> but, right. Um, and again, it's not like he did enough to like, obviously if, if they won nine games, he wouldn't, he'd still be the coach now too. So like, you know, he brought this on himself in a lot of ways, but at the same time, I, I think the Manny Diaz era is, uh, it was an okay bridge to, to a new era is the way I kind of feel about it a couple of days later. 
Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I think so. I the fans don't think so, but yeah, I think they like Al Golden less though. Um, I mean, I thought that then. I don't know. It always seems when you're in the middle of something, it's it always, always seems worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't know. As Randy Shadow would say, don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we were really flying around on this episode. Um, flying around. You got any uh, got any last thoughts? I mean, we're, it's going to be still probably busy couple of weeks here as make some coaching changes. Early signing period is coming up in a week. Um, seems like it's going to go better than it was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, got a good recruit yep. on Friday with Miami Central's Wesley DeSaint. Uh, it seems like they're making a real run at Dillard's Nigel Lee Kelly. So, um, you know, Mario is going to be, I think he's going to be a pretty popular guy for the next few weeks here based on the money he has to go hire assistant coaches and the work he's going to get done on the recruiting trail. Oh yeah. He's, he's going to be popular for a long time, a long time, at least until the first loss. Right. And then we'll see. And then we'll see. Yep. Uh, another, a couple other things he did well, uh, Yesterday, he talked a lot about Cuban coffee and he spoke in Spanish. So, you know, another way, you know, always be recruiting, always be uh, politic and a little bit. He uh, he knew the talking points. Yeah, he did. He did. All right, Susan, I think we can wrap things up there. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Uh, she's got a lot of coverage from the last really the whole Miami Herald sports staff has a lot of coverage from the last week. So just. Check out all that Susan wrote about uh, Mario Cristobal's kind of homecoming, I guess would be how I would describe your story. The idea of him coming home. You talk to his wife, you talk to Tyler Van Dyke, got an exclusive there. Um, talks to a lot of the former players. Um, Barry yeah. wrote about the money. Barry Jackson wrote about the money. Um, you wrote a great story on the, the, the money too. How the money will uh help football and how it convinced Mario to come home. Barry has the story about where this money came from, uh, which still is not totally clear. And I think they would rather not talk about uh, how much they're probably getting out of the, uh, out of the U health uh, to, to pay for some of this stuff. Um, the interesting nugget yeah. there is that not a lot of money from donors to pay for this. It's been a lot of internal money, which of yeah, course right. means stuff from U health probably, but. Well, let's end it with this. Let's end it with this. I do think they're going to get a lot more um, contributions now. Oh, hundred percent. Maybe they'll think that maybe they're they'll think they don't need their contributions, but I think they will. But that yeah. that's something we should close that. And I think they'll yeah. Get- I mean, the the Moss brothers were there yesterday. Uh, John yeah. Ruiz is is really trying to build a stadium at Coral Gables High School. Um, he yeah. was there yesterday. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you can feel that excitement, right? They got to win to keep those donations coming in, but. You know, it's a, it, we're, we're in the middle of a honeymoon period, unlike any Miami has had in 20 years, basically. We're not, we're at the beginning of the honeymoon period and, uh, and they're going to get a lot more season tickets. Yes. hundred percent. Um, yeah. So follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. You can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, thanks as always for listening. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys.